You guys, woo, this has been a week or two weeks, maybe, in my mind and the world. It's just a lot, right? Like, I know you feel me. Do you flex two, I don't know, let's be honest, at least two ways of thinking, like, I want to be informed and educated versus I just want to mama my kids and watch animated movies. I suppose there's time for each, right? Balance, people. Balance is my most impossible task, right? Oh, it's hard. Speaking of balance, I literally only have two kids, like two, not a big deal. But there is no balancing there. None, none. They are their own persons and so vastly different. Like I've, I've literally never known two people so different. And funny thing is, they're, they're such a reflection of me and my husband, like in our marriage. It just they make it glaringly obvious how vastly different, you know, different my husband and I are. Like the struggle is real, so so real. So let's see. This week alone, my 14-year-old finally got Snapchat, which means his mama also is on the Snap. I be snapping. Okay, yeah. I, don't belong there. It's ridiculous. I can't find my way around. Like help, help, send help. It, but genuinely, it was an arduous decision. Um, but I feel good about it. I, for real, love having a teenager. Uh, what? I, okay, I don't think I've ever said that out loud. A teenager, but <laughs> he—he's literally so much fun. He's so much fun, and I just laugh at his little attitude. It's kind of cute. Except when it's towards his brother, because you know it makes me sad. But his brother's seven, and he's got an attitude, a whole different level of attitude, plenty of attitude. And not to be unfair, but it's really not cute. Like, not cute. It's exhausting. But the kid knows how to live. Like, he's got plans and dreams for days. This week was so fun. Thank you, teachers. I love weeks like this. He got to dress up for school each day with a theme. He literally lives for this stuff. So every morning he's been up first, first one up, dressed, ready. Like just, it's nuts what inspires the kid. A bow tie, a scuba diver costume, whatever. He's he's all about it. He keeps me on my toes. But life is crazy and fun and hard and I'm exhausted. And I, when I get stressed or whatever, like I just need... Honestly, I don't even have to be stressed, but I just crave fun. My husband, on the other hand, craves the couch, you know? And so this week I said, let's have some fun. Like I need, I've been asking for like two or three weekends. Let's have some fun. And this week he suggested getting the beds ready for spring, like pulling the weeds. Yes, dear. Weeding is exactly what I had in mind for fun. Uh, Can we take a moment of silence? You know, actually, I really love yard work, and he knows that. I love yard work days with him, but it's just not what I had in mind. So calling all fellow adventurers to live my life with because I I just need to get out. And then I'm happy, like, to come home and cuddle with my hubs on the couch, his couch. You know, all would be well. He'd be happy. I'd be happy. Anyway, today I am sharing a dump of thoughts um, of sort that I recorded while driving on my way home late one night. And I just felt this rush of words that needed to be spoken. And so I beg your forgiveness for not re-recording without road noise. I was 
so frustrated when I listened back and it was just full of road noise, but please just give it a chance. I've listened to it many times, frankly, because I needed the message in my own ears, like literally speak to me, God, what, what did you tell me that night? I need to hear it again. And so I've listened to it and honestly, the road noise just fades to the back. It's totally not that big of a deal. I did spend an hour transcribing and this, just this plan to like say it again, but I finally just gave up and decided there's no way I can be authentic and spill my guts like I did the first time. I've promised to bring my real real to you guys. So this is it. Buckle up folks. This is a bumpy ride that you do not want to miss. Hey, 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 you made it to the Ash and Ivy show where we get to be friends. My name is Riley, and this is just all about creating space to talk about what's going on in life, all the things, the Ash, the Ivy, it all belongs and we're ready for it. I believe God shows up in every single one of our lives in unique ways. It's so beautiful. It's so fun to experience. Listen, we can create lives that light us up and we can do it together. Let's go. Hey guys. So I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I just wanted to get on and tell about my day today. It just over and over and over God's presence and his voice and his just unity and showed up today and um, in just such a beautiful way and I don't know just overflowing and I want to talk about it and I want to be transparent I want to show up in this place as my real self I want to be raw and um, just vulnerable um, always know how to do that and I don't always know what that looks like and I usually feel like I'm talking about myself too much um, and I just feel you know I get self-conscious but I had someone coming over today for the podcast and I just felt so strongly in my spirit that we are not doing this for our own like I don't get on this podcast week after week and make space for other women yes I think their voice is extremely important and I think that we should create space for voices to be heard and stories to be heard but I also am extremely passionate about showing over 
gorgeous soul. Like, I mean, just so, so, so much beauty. And I can't wait for you to hear her story. But I knew that she would be nervous. And I had this just thought, like, we are here to ignite the church. Like, reignite the church with passion and flame and a hunger for truth and a hunger for life. And so we have this enormous gift of seeing the beauty in our life and seeking out healing and finding it, not just striving and searching for something that can't be found, but wanting to improve our life and actually improving our life, like going through really hard things, but then being able to say, God found me and this is how he showed up and it hurt like hell and it was awful and I could tell my story that way. I could say, yeah, I did this and this and this and I hate it and it was horrible or I could say, you know what, that was terrible but this is where God was and this is how he showed up and this is what he said to me and he pulled me out of that dark place. Guys, that lights me up. Like, Like, put words to it. 
finalize it, ground it so that it can be measured so that you can make progress on it, right? We can move in that direction. So anyway, I want, I want to be that person. I want tangible, measurable goals. So I keep having this image and this week, I don't know what about it, but it just clicked in a new way, different way. And I'm going to try to explain it. I have been on, okay, two things. First of all, I'm always pushing Grayson to live the life that I wanted. Okay. You know, you don't really know what you want until it's too late or until something different happens and gives you this contrast. And you're like, oh yeah, I thought I was going in this direction, but I wasn't. And honestly, I wanted two different things. And so I chose, you know, I went to college and I got good grades and then I got a job and I got married and I had kids. And it was just that kind of idealistic, but kind of, I don't know, ordinary. And I'm not hating because I love my life, but you know, ordinary. And so expected, I guess I should say it was an expectation and I just fell into it. But I always visioned myself like traveling and experiencing people and loving people around the world. And, and so I, I'm always encouraging Gray to like seek out experiences like that. And I want him to take a year after high school and just live his life and experience the world. I, I think the world is meant to be experienced. And so anyway, this in the past couple of weeks, as I've been trying to picture my vision and I, that picture just keeps coming to mind that vision of, of doing just that. And so I, we know a guy who, um, his whole family goes to Guatemala every summer to the same place, just committed relationship building. And it's just absolutely stunning. I, it blows me away that they do that. I cannot get over it. It's gorgeous. And so I've been thinking about that. I'm like, why can't our family do that? Like, why not? Why do I just have to send my son to experience the world? I can experience the world. It is not too late for me to live my life for crying out loud, right? Like, let's do this. Let's do and be the people we want to be. And so there's that. And then, um, so I, I, um, I'm thinking about that. And so then there's this other person who like, she takes students on trips every summer and and so we're always tempted to go with her and kind of with that same mindset it's been a growing thing for a while and so I just am trying to like figure figure this out and figure out what I want to do okay so I'm gonna put that on hold for a second and tell you I've had this just gnawing growing question for a while now several months of who is God outside of this Southern Bible Belt box of religion. Who is he? Who is he when he's not that? Because we just, I just feel like he's so small here and we expect him to be and do and act in a certain way. And we frankly think that he expects that of us. I mean, we were all raised to do and be and say, and you know what I mean, right? And I just, I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm resisting it. I don't want to be in that box and I want to know him. And so at Sunday, at at church on Sunday, I just was kind of in that space of worshiping and, and telling him that and like, how do these things go together? And I read this really cool book called Bruchko that I want to tell you about, and I'll have to do that on a different day, but it's about this guy who just immerses himself in this tribe. Puts Jesus in the language of the tribe. And I don't just mean speaking their language. I am 
talking about in their in the depths of their culture he learns over years of immersion how to speak about Jesus in a way that bolts into their culture in a way that they can receive so missionaries went and pulled those people out of their tribe and westernized them and put them in real clothes and put them in church and that kind of thing but this guy immersed himself in their culture and and Jesus became one of them right and so I know there's common like complaint that nativities are wrong because Jesus is white or all those you know pictures of him Jesus is white but isn't it so beautiful that we can see Jesus as as one of us and so wherever we are he fits and so I'm in church on Sunday and there's just this like amazing clarity and I I'm just overwhelmed because how beautiful is it when God speaks to you in in a way that comes to you like like Jesus comes to me and Jesus goes to someone in a different place and Jesus goes to the tribe like he becomes one of you that's Jesus breaking into humanity and fitting into your not changing out of his holiness but putting himself in your place so that you can see him okay this is what I'm trying to say and it is quite complex and I don't even know if it's making any sense but I so I'm, I'm there and I'm church and I know I keep this is so off like I'm just driving and I don't even I'm just talking and so I love you and I thank you for listening so anyway I'm like God I don't want to go as a missionary I've I've never I don't want that I don't want that I don't want to go paint a church I don't want to have I, and I, those things are beautiful and wonderful, but I don't want it. And that's not, and I couldn't really put my finger on it. Like, I don't know what I want. How do I want it and not want it at the same time? And then I think about that educational trip. I'm like, I don't want to go to museums. I don't want to just experience the the country as a, as a tourist. Like, no, that's not what I want. What on earth do I want? What is this? And, I, and I'm digging and I'm digging and I'm stirring. And finally it was like, no, I want to go learn who Jesus is around the world. What does he look like to them? What does he look like in this place? What does he look like in Africa? What does he look like in Guatemala? What does he look like in Canada? I, I, like, I don't care where, I just wanna know him in all of his ways. And it just, it just takes my breath away. And I just hung there for a while. Like, that's it. That's what I want. Like, you know, you feel it. It resonates. And it's like, I have to have that. I need that. How do I do that? I don't know. Like, I don't know how to do that. But that's what I want. And it, it just, I'm so excited. I can hardly stand it. I, I literally don't know what to do. Um, I have like one idea. And so yeah. I, I guess I'll start there with that one idea. And, and I'm also going to talk to you about it. And maybe like, maybe I can do it from here. Maybe I can learn about people 
and who Jesus is in them. And isn't it already what I'm already doing? Like God is so kind to us. Oh, I just pulled up in my driveway and there are, it's a yard full of deer. Oh, it's so exciting. Um, but isn't it so beautiful that God, God shows up like in our story, God is there. Jesus comes to us in our own place. And whether it's our culture or our darkness, whatever it is, Jesus comes. Jesus comes. He shows up and he's present and he's there and he's inviting and he's protecting. Oh, I'm overwhelmed with that goodness. And so I just, that's where I am and that's what I want. And that's what I want for the podcast. Like, I want you to know that when I share someone's story, it's not just to entertain you, you know? No, it's so that you can taste God in a new way. So that he's not just a picture on the wall or someone that you can't actually understand or know or talk to but this understanding that he is in your story he's in your life and he comes to you and he's there and we can find him together it is my only mission in life is to find him over and over and over in any country in any story in any life i promise you he's there and I am so excited. I'm so excited that just to be on this journey. And, and so I do, I invite you to please help me, like help me find him in all of that. I do want to say that he followed up on Sunday when I had that like epiphany, it was like, <gasps> And you caught your breath and it was like, oh my God, that's it, you know? But also he said, you already know me, Riley. You already know me in your own story. And that, that's beauty. That is life right there. Like, yes, I do already know you. I am fully confident that I already know who you are, but I want to see you in everyone and I won't stop. And I, I am here for this. So I am so, so, so thankful to be on this journey with you. And, um, I'm just committed to being real with you and just living it out loud, you know, just living it out loud. So I love you, sweet Jesus. I just want to pray for these listeners right now. They are my friends. They are my life, and I am just beyond thrilled that we get to do this together, and I just ask for blessings on their life. I ask that in everything they would see you, that they would be able to look back through the moments of their lives and see how you were there and see how you can meet them. And even if they don't see you, that they can come to you with it and say, Jesus, show me where you were. And that you will show up because you always do. And so I pray for them. I pray for freedom. I pray for life. 
We love you so much. Amen.